1: episode 194 of the aggressive progressive podcast i think i have the courage to be free let's start the show
2: we are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity
1: welcome to the aggressive progressive podcast i am your host chris hahn Thank you for liking, rating, reviewing, telling your friends about this podcast, and of course, following me on Twitter. I'm at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, NY on Instagram, and ChristopherHan.com is my website where you can email me and tell me what you think of the show. Hope you had a great week. I got a great guest today. Former senator from the great state of California, Barbara Boxer, returns to the show. Funny story, and I think I touched base, touch on this a little bit in my interview with her. I actually lost her contact information. And I had to, I, the only number I had was her home phone and I left message, a message, of voicemail on it saying, hey, Senator, I, I lost your, your, she has a, an assistant that, that I always call and she always arranges for me to book the Senator and she's fantastic. And then I call her at home because, you know, it's better to do these things on a landline. And I had her home number in my phone, but I did not have, or I lost her assistant's information somehow. And now I have it and we're good. And uh, Senator Barbara Boxer joins me in In just a few minutes, but first, I just want to I just want to take a second and just talk about the stifling of debate and And, and what comes to mind right now for me is minor inconveniences are not attacks on your freedom it, it appears to me that there's a certain wing of the right in this country that are going to try to make this election about wokeness. And there is without a doubt an audience for that. Uh, I'm sure that uh, on many of these stations, people talk about wokeness all the time and about how bad it is. Oh my God, wokeness. What am I supposed to do? You know, we've always lived through errors where things have changed. And there's always been resistance to the change. And the resistance is mostly out of inconvenience. We have to learn a new way of operating, whether it be women coming into the workforce or voting, the inclusion of African-Americans and other ethnic minorities into our workforce, into our culture, it has always been inconvenient, particularly for those in power. Never mind that the inconvenience that the women and the people of color suffered for generations, if not hundreds of years prior to their inclusion in the workforce and into our society and into the franchise, the voting franchise. So now we're at a point where people who have been living in the shadows, who have lived in the closet, so, so to speak, forever, are now starting to be included into our world, accepted into society. And they have asked us to learn how to address them and learn how to interact with them. And yes, it is a minor inconvenience for those of us who have never had to do that before. But it is not an assault on our freedom. In fact, allowing them to be treated as less than, treated as others, not included in our society, that to me is the bigger problem. That is the assault on all of our freedoms because if one person's freedom can be ignored, if one person's liberty, if one person's right to the pursuit of happiness can just be ignored, any of ours could. So I get it. We all got to learn some new words. Some of you never knew what a pronoun was until three years ago. And now you know what a pronoun is. And, and you know, things are changing and there's some education that, pe- that needs to take place. And we've got to have some learning curves. And I get it. There's going to be a bump in the road along the way for all of us. I'm sure I haven't been completely 100%, you know, scoring on my wokeness. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't expect that. But what does woke even mean? It means to be awake. And when you're awake, you're moving forward. If you're asleep, if you're not woke, if you're asleep, what are you doing? What are you contributing? What movement are you bringing? You're stationary. How are you advancing? So go easy on this new generation that is encouraging us to be inclusive of all. And particularly, be sensitive to the people who have never in their history been able to just live openly think about how that must have felt for them think about this as you're complaining about the wokeness about the language they are asking you to use as the sensitivities they are asking you to have towards their life think about how they have been living how people like them who came before them have been living have had to hide now they have liberty remember Remember what Jefferson said, inalienable inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Shouldn't people, no matter what their sexual orientation is, no matter what their gender is, no matter what pronoun they want to use, no matter what the color of their skin or their native tongue is, shouldn't they have the right to the pursuit of happiness in this country? And one more thing I'll also add to you, those rights come from God. They don't come from the Constitution. According to Jefferson, we are endowed by our creator with these inalienable rights. So let's not get all worked up about the minor inconvenience about having to learn new words. And for those of you who are expecting us to know it immediately, have a little patience with people, particularly older people, who have been through this before, who have had to learn other words before. And now we'll have to learn them again. It's okay. We're all going to get through this. Wokeness is not the biggest problem in in America. It's hopelessness. We've talked about this before. We're going to end hopelessness. that'll solve a lot of our problems. I grew up poor. I never grew up without hope. All right, stick around. Barbara Boxer on the other side. Welcoming back to the show, former Senator Barbara Boxer of the great state of California. We love having Senator Boxer on. And, and Senator, I'm sorry I had to leave a, a message on your voicemail to get you back on the show. We lost all your contact information for your booker. <laughs> so. Not but, to
0: worry.
2: It all worked out. No problem.
1: I, I felt very awkward. I was like, I'm I, like, like three weeks ago, I said to my new producer, I go, let's get Barbara Boxer on. And and, and he's like, oh, give me the info. And I'll, I'll I'll reach out to her, her aid. And <laughs> I, I lost it. <laughs> I don't know what I did with it. I, yes, well,
2: now you've got it all. And you could always call me and leave a message. That isn't the problem. Seriously.
1: <laughs> so I appreciate that. So, Senator, uh, you know, I, I started the show tonight talking about the courageous trip President Biden took to Kiev this week. Uh, and you've been around. You've witnessed a lot of foreign policy triumphs and 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 mistakes and, and everything else. Uh, I'd really just love to get your feelings on what the president did and how it impacts the rest of the world.
2: It just shows you that he's got it together and. You know, everybody says age this and age that and all that's true. But you cannot make a generalization. I mean, I'm a little bit older than Joe Biden and I'm pretty perky. And so there are people who are perkier than I am at this age and there are a lot who are not. And there are people who are just losing it at 65. So you just don't know. So I think it just showed what he said when he said, watch me. And we're watching him and yeah. even seeing the polls go forward. But what I think about what he did is it reminded me so much of, uh, you know, times before I was even able to understand what was happening, World War Two, when, you know, the United States stood for democracy yep. and stood for freedom and helped Britain and... Truly, it it was brave, and I remember watching uh, him walk down the street uh, with Zelensky, and the air raid sirens went off, and I panicked, Yeah, and I'll tell you the truth, I have to admit this, I thought, what a contrast to Josh Hawley, senator, who gave the salute to the insurrectionists and then ran away from them full speed ahead. Oh, right, of course. I. You know, here's our guy in the middle of a war zone, really, uh, just doing what I think he had to do in order to keep NATO together, show how much we care. This is really a fight for freedom. And, you know, having lived a long time right now, I could tell you, uh, you take somebody like Putin and you give him an inch, boy, he'll take a lot more and he won't stop there. Yeah. It's either we stand with Ukraine or we, you know, now or we're fighting a NATO fight later. It's it's really a rough time.
1: Yeah, a very rough time. And, and you know, speaking of Josh Hawley, he was one of the first people to criticize Biden for going to Ukraine, which I, I just it's beyond me that he would criticize. Like, Why didn't you go to East Palestine, Ohio? Uh, you know, I'm sorry, Josh. Missouri is pretty close to East Palestine. Ohio has. Have you been there yet, Senator? Uh, you know, and, and what it's a good point. Right. So, what
2: good point. And by the way, Joe Biden will be there. Absolutely. And his entire team is there. So maybe <clears throat> Senator Hawley doesn't understand that that the head of this great nation has to do a lot of things. Right. You know, simultaneously. And one thing he doesn't do is run away like a coward, like Josh Holly did.
1: Right, right. Of course not. I mean, Josh Holly would have heard those air raid science, sirens. He would have been, you know, he he would have looked like Hussein Bolt. He would have gotten out of there so quick. It would have been. It would have yeah, been. He p-
2: would have been in. He would have been in Poland.
1: Yeah, exactly. He just run. You think no, he would have gotten on a train through a war zone? I, I am sorry, I just don't think that would have
3: happened.
1: I, I know,
2: when we saw him run. Here is the point: we don't even have to ponder this, and. But but this is really a fact. We saw Josh Hawley run away from the insurrectionist who he had just saluted and egged on. Yeah. It's disgusting. And, you know, he thinks we'll forget about it. But we have, you know, the goods. We have the tapes. We have the tapes. But getting back to, to Joe Biden, what we see here is is the man who said, watch me.
3: Yeah. And
2: he is. Rolling out all this great legislation, like the infrastructure bill, the chips bill, all the things that he has done, he's rolling those out, and people are liking it. He, he's capped insulin for seniors. I mean, this is not a guy who just talks.
1: He talks and he walks. He walks the walk, That's without a doubt. What message? What message do you think he was sending? you know, by going to Ukraine, you know, internationally? Like, what do, what do you take from that?
2: Well, that's the key question. I mean, it, we have to make sure NATO stays together on this. The European Union stays together on this. That there is no, you know, arguments about where this stands from the standpoint of the West and democracy versus autocracy. So, you know, he's doing everything to keep together Uh, The alliance that we need, because, you know, again, I'm old enough to have lived through a lot of the aftermath, the Cold War, all the things that happened. But now we have Russia blatantly uh, walking into another country claiming it's their territory. And that upsets the entire the entire atmosphere that we've had since the end of World War Two, the world order. What is right? What is wrong? So he's challenging this. And if it falls apart, there's no end to it. Every autocrat, especially one with nuclear weapons, uh, is going to walk in and try to take over territory because that's all they care about is power and that's it. And wealth and all those other things.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it's uh, I think it was a tremendous thing. I think you're also sending a message to China and India. You know, I mean, Russia has been hitting up China particularly uh, for lethal aid because they are you know, basically depleting their resources of, of, of weapons. And they've been appealing to China for lethal aid. And, and I, I think the president going there sends a very strong message to them, too.
2: Not only does that send a strong message, but, you know, Secretary of State Blinken has been quite clear with China to say it would be a disaster for the relationship. But we have such a deep economic relationship. we adversaries. There's no question we're having. Right. There's no question they spy. What they did with that spy balloon was outrageous, ridiculous. So, we know all that, but despite that, we you know we do have a financial relationship, and we don't want to see China. uh, now become part of this access of evil as leon panetta called it the
1: other day yeah i think china's got to make up its mind do they want to sell us computers or do they want to you know they want to send spy balloons over the u.s and, and be our?
2: yeah there's a lot of problems with china taiwan is what's happened to hong kong so it's that's a whole other program but i gotta say this is this is a, a moment of great import and you know, my and and you know, I was saying to my husband the other day. We talked so much about all the stuff, and I was just saying the irony is that China had a relationship with Ukraine or has, and they were trading partners and they had a lot of good relations. And at the beginning of this, they were chatting a Ukraine with China, and I think China has to understand they could play a role in the eventual settlement. They could, case.
1: and they could, and you they sh- and they should. Uh, You know, yeah. in, in that regard, I also think that the president is sending a message by, you know, going there that China needs to be careful what they're doing with Taiwan as well.
2: No question. No question. I mean, these these are times that require the best people leading us. If, and we have Joe Biden leading us yep. and his team. They're so they understand history. They they are so calm, they get it, and I'm thrilled I mean, if you look at what he has done with NATO and how he has kept it together and revived it after uh the other guy uh tried to destroy it,
1: yeah, I mean he
2: um, you can about imagine what would have happened if if Trump were president it 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 gives me the shudder, oh, because
1: Trump because would have, have went have to happen. Russia, he'd be in Moscow yeah. on the anniversary of the war, he wouldn't be going to ukraine yeah. and bolstering up NATO. There'd be no more NATO if Trump was it'd be a disaster. I I think we dodged a bullet by getting him out. And let's hope that we keep him out uh, because he's going to definitely try to get back in. Senator, uh, we learned this week that uh, that Kevin McCarthy, the speaker of the House of Representatives, has turned over all of the security footage from January 6th To a man who is arguably partially responsible for the riot that took place on January 6th, Tucker Carlson of Fox News, a guy whose show I used to go on regularly, I don't anymore. Um, It it, it, it truly annoyed me, and and I'm sure you have a lot to say about it.
2: Well, I actually do. Um, This is Tucker Carlson who said, and I'm quoting, The 9-11 insurrection, he said, was a forgettably minor outbreak by recent standards. In other words, it was nothing. Meanwhile, people die. Meanwhile, people are serving in prison. Meanwhile, he continues to lie. So the first thing is, I don't even understand how Kevin McCarthy could do such a thing as the Speaker of the House, give this all this footage. All this footage to this one particular outlet, knowing their point of view on this, as we know, it was no big deal. But if I were in the House and I served there for 10 years, I I would do more than just talk about it. I would file an ethics complaint against McCarthy uh, because I don't believe he ran any of that footage by the security people, the Capitol Police. He's putting our nation at risk by this. So I would make an ethics complaint. Furthermore, I would absolutely offer an amendment to a pending bill or have a privileged motion, as, as they call it, yep. to cease, cease to stop this until the Capitol Police and law enforcement takes a look at it and gets rid of some of the footage that shows exactly how people entered and, and, and where the entrances failed, et cetera, et cetera. This is a disgrace. This is this is so anti-American what he is doing.
1: You know what I don't understand, uh, I, and, and maybe you could clarify yeah, this to yeah. me. I mean, I worked in the Senate, but I don't, I don't remember. Doesn't the majority leader of the Senate get a say in any of this? Like, why is it the House Speaker that has control over this?
2: I think you have to go back to the rules of the committee because this, this came out of a committee, and I think since the committee is gone. He probably has a lot of discretion. Got it. I know that I don't know that. And mm-hmm. it's not right. But that's why I'm assuming he knows that he could do it legally. But morally and in terms of protecting our capital and the people within it and the people of our country, this is a disgrace. And I only hope that the American people say, you know, what are, is he doing? What do
1: you think his goal is here? Like, what is this? What's the point? Like, why give it to this guy? I mean, by the way, he didn't just give it to to Fox. He gave it to Tucker. Like, why?
2: Okay. Well, I'm thinking what he, what Tucker will do is cut and paste, of course, and and show. Oh, these guys were get great. Look at them having a cup of coffee. Look at this woman. She was there. She was 66. She wouldn't do anything. So they're going to try and undo everything that committee did using this footage and pasting it together. You know, it reminds me, I once got asked uh, by Fox to do an interview at a time when they were just being terrible to Democrats, and I was really wanted to do it, and I said, with one caveat, and they said, what? I said, I don't want to cut and paste it. I'm happy to do an interview, um, and that's fine. But you got to commit that if it runs five minutes, you run it five minutes. If it runs sixty seconds, you run it. Oh no, hmm. I'm not going to do that. That was that was Bill O'Reilly. Wow, he said no, 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 I can't do that. I said then I'm not giving an interview because I know what you're going to do.
1: I only did it live, honest. I mean, there occasionally I might have pre-taped something, but. I did about 2,000 right. appearances on Fox in my career, and I almost always was live. I mean, they never would have let my Rudy Giuliani interview air if it was taped.
2: <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying, and I'm very glad that, that they did that. And that's the way they should do it. Right. But what I'm saying is this cut and paste is a famous way in yep. media, you know that, to, to uh, destroy somebody's uh, point
1: of view. I I think it's just, just ridiculous that you would give this to Tucker Carlson, who is, yeah, you're exactly right. He is just going to go out there. He's going to select footage that uh, fits the narrative he wants to, to write, and he'll play that for his very large audience. And then there'll be outrage on the left, and uh, the right will defend P- Tucker Carlson. We'll all put our jerseys on, and that'll be it. Yeah.
2: I mean, the fact of the matter is he lives on another planet, and that is, Planet make believe, right? They, you know that we know this from what we've just learned. They'll say anything. Several of those uh, so-called reporters, and not reporters, um, those talking heads, they'll say anything that plays to their base, right? And when they knew what they were saying was wrong, and I just hope Dominion gets them for the billions, yeah, because. What they did was a disgrace. And they're so used to, you know, slandering public officials and you can't get sued for that. They thought they could do it with a private company. No, you can't do that. Today. No,
1: no. I think Dominion suit so is. They'll is,
2: have to pay. I,
1: I hope they win, you know. And, and again, uh, the the text messages and emails we saw show that they knew what they were saying was absolutely the wrong thing to say and that they knew that that these these lies were just lies. And, and Tucker Carlson knows what happened on January 6th. Uh, they were all texting each other. They know what happened. And they're going to try to pretend that it was nothing. So, Senator, uh, you know, you've sat through a lot of State of the Unions in your career. um, yeah. and, and, and that's why I wanted to get you back on after that State of the Union. I never seen anything like it. I, I've been watching them since I was a little kid, right? I've been sitting in front of the TV watching them like mm-hmm. 10 years old. I've never seen anything like it where it was kind of like being at like the Rocky Horror Picture Show where people were doing call and response. And I think President Biden handled it brilliantly. Uh, and, and I want your perspective. I mean, how many State of the Unions have you you've actually sat in? You've been there as a member of Congress and then a member of the Senate. Um, you know, I'd love your, your, your opinion on this.
2: Well, I sat through 23 and uh, 23. Uh, state unions and always commented on them after as a house member or uh, later as a senator um one i have to say i stood in the back of the room i I, this is i haven't even told anybody this but it was the middle of the iraq war and i just couldn't take it i was so against that war and we lost 25 percent of the dead came from my state Ah. so i sit in the back of the room because I didn't want to be involved in standing up and clapping and sitting down and getting all into that situation, which a lot of the listeners know that's part and parcel of what you do. So just to not make a spectacle of sitting down through stuff, I just went in the back. Other than that, I sat in my chair for 23 of these. Um, and um, this one was one for the books because of a couple of things. Uh The rudeness, the um, attitude, the (sighs) aggressiveness Mm. to yell out liar, to make faces like on things where, you know, you're lying. (laughs) For example, you know, Senator Lee, Mike Lee from Utah, when the president said Republicans, not all of you, but some of you want to cut Social Security and Medicare do away with it yeah he shook his head like he was so insulted and guess what we found we found him saying yeah do away
1: with he went on a podcast immediately following the state of the union to denounce biden for saying that and the guy said exactly that people don't like getting called out for what they actually called for
2: he he was on tape what is with these people yeah and um you know and and of course the next day as soon as they called him a liar for saying it they pro- he produced, his staff produced all the records to show that several senators had put forward plans. Yep. Yeah. To sunset Social Security. The it's
1: chairman the- of the RSCC. It was in his exactly. plan.
2: <laughs> exactly. And for those of you who don't know what sunset means, it means you end it. You end the program. And then you have to get it back. Yeah. And I have to tell you, truly, from my heart and soul, I have nothing to gain, nothing to lose by this. Once you do away with a program like that, you do not get it back. No, you don't. Anything resembling the same form, because it would be subject to the filibuster. And then there'd be all kinds of amendments, and it would be privatized and all the other stuff. Yeah. So you could lose it all in the stock market. Anyhow, I was amazed. But the greatest thing happened, there was Joe, who says, watch me. Yeah. Watch me. And you watch him, and there he is parrying back and forth with these agitators, these nasty people screaming out. Yep. Um, and he is winning the argument and says, oh, I hear from your booze, you, you don't want to cut Social Security, Medicare, and destroy it, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. And he says, fine. We, then that's it. That's in the books, he says. Now we know that we're not going to bring that up anymore. It was brilliant. Brilliant. It was, he, he played them.
1: I mean, he looked they, agile, right? It made him look <laughs> agile. He's debating these people live on TV. But look, it's, it's impossible to debate the president. When he is giving the State of the Union and he's up on the podium and you're down in the crowd, why even try? But they did because they're really, honestly, Senator, I mean, I know you won't say this because you're polite, but I think they're a bunch of idiots <laughs> and I think well, that they don't get it. They, they shouldn't be in Congress half of these people and and they're there by some accident in some gerrymandered district. And in, in normal times, they wouldn't be in Congress, but we're living through weird times right now. And, and
2: that's George? Santos, who made up his entire <laughs> life, it, and and he's he is standing next to Marjorie Taylor Greene and there and Matt Gates and all these people. Yep. They, I mean, I gotta say, it is the House of Representatives, and it is representative of everybody, not everybody. Yeah. <laughs> should be, there. but that's the way it is. And yeah, I, I have to say, all this stuff about ageism, and then look, I get it, I understand. You can make a generalization about people at a certain age, but you really don't know how they're going to be. Some people, you know, lose it at 60 and some people have it at 90. It depends on the person. Yeah. Here's the thing. Every time they bring up Biden's age, I always say, "Okay, that's a given. Let's see what he's done. Right. Right. Go through it. And he, of course, is 10 million jobs. Chris yeah ten million jobs in a couple of years broke all records. i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing to me,
1: considering the hole that was left for him to dig out of i mean we're doing quite well, you know i mean he left i mean he was this this country was in a crater when he took over, and he has dug us out of it.
2: There is no doubt about it, you know, and then people say, well, he's already you know the Going to break another record on age, and I thought, well, LeBron James did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't tell don't tell LeBron James not to try to break a uh, a scoring record because
1: he's old. Yeah. Should he stop playing now because he's because he broke the record? I mean, look, the guy could play. Look, up again. yeah. It's like Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Everybody got on Tom Brady yeah. for sticking around. Well, he was still one of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL. Joe Joe Biden. He's got a lot of experience, and there's something to be said for it. And look, and I'm all for generational change. I'm not one of these people, you know, who, who, who are against it. But you know, you don't have to change.
2: <laughs> I'm not. Look, I am for the best people leading us, yeah, regardless of their age. And most of the time, you of course you're going to have generational change. I left not because I couldn't do the job. I felt I had done it long enough, and yeah, I wanted to pass the baton, yeah, as they say the political baton, and it was a good time to do it in in my great state, a great bench. And, you know, now we're going to have another seat open and we have an embarrassment of riches uh, in terms of the people and the quality of people who are running. Yeah. So, but that happens, that happens, but you cannot, when it comes to president seems to me, just say, I will never vote for someone who's the oldest president in history.
1: And by the way, the guy who's going to likely be running against him is only two years younger than him. So it's well, you know.
2: Important point. And by the way, he was the oldest president for, for first Reagan was the first uh, the oldest first term president. Then Trump was the oldest first term president. Nobody says, "Oh, we can't have Trump." He's the oldest first term right. president. Joe is the oldest first. So yeah, records are meant to be broken. So let's just put it aside. Make it a factor. That's not a problem. Of course, it's a factor. But
1: eighty you know, to new eighty the, the new fifty. You know what are you, you going to do? The guy, the guy lived well. He's he's very spry, and he's showing the world right now he can still do the job. And I think that that's that's why his numbers have improved in the last three weeks. I mean, I think the State of the Union yeah, was the start of it. Number
2: right?
1: Yeah. You know, and I think it's
2: number forty
1: nine. Yeah, I mean, I think he's doing good, and I think he's going to win if he runs for reelection. But, you know, since you brought up the Senate race in California. What do you see, what do you see happening there? Do you have a horse in the race or are you just observing?
2: (laughs) Oh God, I should never brought it up. Um, Here's the situation. I know obviously everybody in the race, but I love two people who are in the race who are just as close to me as, as family. And one of them is Adam Schiff and the Miss Barbara Lee. Mm So i talked to both of my them. them, oh my god it's like choosing between a sister and a son and i said um you know i'm going to tell you both when you want me you know how i can help you in terms of issues or meeting people it's a mess for me then there's other people running who are good and uh, i don't know them uh as well yeah i talk to them too i talk to everybody so it's it's kind of a nightmare for me personally, but it's wonderful for the people here because, every, you know, there was a, a very interesting um, article in the L.A. Times that said, you know, if if defending democracy is your thing, there's Adam Schiff. If consumer prices are your thing, there's Katie Porter. If civil rights is, is your thing, there's Barbara Lee.
3: Yeah.
2: And I, I think it's true. But I would also add another dimension. All of them are progressive.
3: They're they're all yep.
2: from the same wing of the party, the progressive wing. So it's going to be, as somebody said, it's going to be a dog fight or something. I think it's going to be exciting. And i I was in one of those battles when I ran for the Senate. I had two terrific guys run against me, or I should say, I was running against them. I was an asterisk in the polls when it started,
1: right? And it was
2: exciting. It was exciting. So I think it's good for.
1: Democracy. I, I do, too. I think when you have, you know, I mean, you know, the three you mentioned are three quality candidates. I'm sure there'll be others that'll pop in. Um, and and any one of those three would make an excellent senator and an excellent representative of California. I don't know that they'll ever measure up to you. I think you are one of the best senators in the history of the United States Senate. And I truly adore I adore you for coming on my show and continuing to, to, to talk to my audience and, and they love it when you're on. I get a lot of emails, you know, bring back Barbara Boxer, bring back Barbara and we always try our best and I truly appreciate it. Anything you want to plug before I run out of time?
2: Well, I just think it's important to, to watch this president and and give him the attention that he deserves and, and when he does the right thing, let him know.
1: Absolutely.
2: You know? Do a sweet, Something like that. Make a phone call. I think he is uh, going to defy. He's he, he's going to defy
1: expectations. So I, I hope. He, he has he has so far, and I don't see why he wouldn't in the future. Senator Boxer, always a pleasure having you. Thanks, and come back again real
0: soon. Okay. Across America, BP supports more than two hundred seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: I'm Chris Hahn, the Aggressive Progressive. Check out a new episode of the Aggressive Progressive podcast every Tuesday. You know, the election is heating up just as the year is winding down stick with me i'll tell you the truth as i see it download the aggressive progressive on pandora or wherever you get your podcasts that is the great senator barbara boxer i, I love having her own she had nothing to plug she just said hey go vote for joe biden i mean she's all in on joe biden and i think uh I think a lot of Democrats are all in it. His numbers have greatly improved the last couple of weeks. I mean, the trip to Ukraine, the State of the Union, uh, people are starting to notice that he's getting things done. He's, the people are also starting to notice that the other side is just behaving like children. They can't get rid of this Santos guy. They're, they're picking a, a national gun. That's the big That's the big effort in the House of Representatives. The, the Let's pick a gun that has been used in mass shootings across the country, and let's make it our national gun because we just suck. I mean, it's just amazing to me that that's their priority. And to have Barbara Boxer on here, you know, with all of her years of experience in Congress, both the House of Representatives and then the Senate, I mean, it's a blessing for me to get her on. So I'm really glad that she came in. I hope, hope you enjoyed it uh, as I did. So, you know, the courage to be free, always have it. I think we need to have a, a debate about what courage means. I, I don't think that, you know, being a bully governor in the state of Florida and pushing back on Disney World is courage. Uh, I think it's chutzpah, quite frankly, and I think it's kind of ridiculous. Um, courage is, you know, our troops have courage when they go to battle. Someone coming out to their parents have courage. Uh, Ron DeSantis is just mean. He's just being mean. For mean's sake. He's calling everything woke because he thinks it's going to win him votes. And it is freaking ridiculous. It is not courage. It is not courage at all. It's self-aggrandizement is what it is. So, you know, my courage is to say, uh, you know, be free. Be who you are. Do not be afraid to live your life as you want to live it. So with that, I'm going to remind you now, as I always do to seek the truth question everyone and everything even me seek the truth i know it's out there and i know you'll find it if you look for it and i'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as i see it i'm chris han thanks for listening to the aggressive progressive podcast